Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with Rebecca at the well as we pick up in Genesis chapter 24, verse 18. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. And she said, Drink, my Lord. And she hurried and let down her pitcher upon her hand, and she gave him a drink. And when she had done giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for thy camels also until they are through drinking. And she hurried and emptied her pitcher into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water and drew for all his camels. And the man wondering at her held her peace. But don't you know his heart was pounding at this point? (laughs) Man, Lord, that's fast. She's so beautiful. As he watched her, he thought, oh, could this possibly be it? And he, he just was holding his peace. He, he, he was wanting to <laughs> burst out, but he, he, he held back. And so the next question, as the camels were through drinking, he took a golden, it says earring, literally it's a nose ring, of a half shekel weight. Now, a half shekel weight would be about a quarter of an ounce. A shekel was about a half an ounce. So about a quarter ounce little nose ring and two bracelets for her hands of 10 shekels weight of gold or about five ounces of gold. And he said, whose daughter are you? Question number two. This is going to be the clincher. Who's your father? Whose daughter are you? I pray thee, is there room in your father's house for us to dwell? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which she bore to Nahor. And she said moreover unto him, We have both straw and food enough and room to lodge in. And the man bowed down his head and he worshiped the Lord. Man, hit it right off the bat. She's one of Abraham's relatives. And, and, oh, you know, can it be? I'm sure that his heart was just really filled with excitement and anticipation, and he worshiped the Lord. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who hath not left destitute my master of his mercy and truth. So blessing the Lord for his goodness to Abraham. But then he said something that I think is very significant. I, being in the way, the Lord led me. I think that that is one of the most important verses in the scripture for those who are desiring to know how to be led of God. I, being in the way, the Lord led me. I believe that God expects us to step out in faith. And as we step out in faith, he leads us. I think that many times we make a mistake by just lying back and saying, now, Lord, lead my life. 
and I'm just going to lie here, Lord, until you lead me. Chances are you'll never be led. Stand up. Start walking. And then the Lord will lead you where you should go. Too many people take a very passive attitude towards the leading of the Lord. Well, Lord, I'm available. Here I am. You can just lead me, Lord, wherever. But you have a very passive attitude towards God leading your life. There is that necessity of stepping. And I being in the way the Lord led me. Now, had he stayed back in Beersheba, and just prayed for months. Lord, now you lead me to the one. Lead me to the one, Lord. You lead me to the one. How could the Lord have ever led him to Rebekah as long as he was in Beersheba? He had to get out. He had to go. When he went, then the Lord led him. I being in the way, the Lord led me. I think that one of the things that we often make a mistake as far as the leading of God is that we expect God to lay out the whole picture. Philip was in the midst of a great revival up in Samaria. Many people were believing and turning to the Lord. And the Lord said, Philip, get down to the desert, to Gaza, the desert area there. Now, the Lord would say that to half of you. You'd say, well, Lord, why do you want me to go down there? Are you sure, Lord, that that's where you want me to go? I, uh, what, do you, what do you want me to do, Lord? What's, what do you got in mind for me down there? Lord, there's a neat revival going on here. A lot of people, surely, Lord, what is it that you want? We want God to lay out the whole picture. But God doesn't always lay out the whole picture to us. Many times he just gives us one step at a time. And you're not going to get step number two until you've taken step number one. Why should you? Why should God give you the second step if you haven't followed the first step? So Philip left Samaria, went down to Gaza. When he got down to Gaza, he saw a chariot heading towards Ethiopia. And the Lord said, go up and join yourself to the chariot. Well, Lord, what, what do you want me to do that for? Why should I go join myself to the chariot? No. No questions, just he went and he ran up next to the chariot. You see, God leads us one step at a time. But I being in the way, the Lord led me. If I don't take step number one, I'll never be directed to step number two. I've got to step out in faith at step number one. And as I get in the way, as I start moving, then God will lead my movement. I being in the way the Lord led me. I love that. Because that's just how God leads us. When we have stepped out in faith, following the directions of the Lord, then God will lead us in the next steps that we should take. I being in the way the Lord led me. To the house of my master's brothers. Oh, how about that? 500 miles and hit right on the nose. The Lord has led me to the house of my master's brothers. There were probably many wells that he could have stopped at, but God led him right to the right one. 
Many young girls coming out to draw water, but the timing was just perfect. Rebecca was the first one. After 500 miles, success. And the damsel ran, and she told them of her mother's house these things. She ran home and said, oh, there's a man there with 10 camels, and, and he gave me these golden bracelets and this uh, nose ring and all, you know, and, and, and he's... He's he just he got all these servants and all with him. And Rebecca had a brother, and his name was Laban. And Laban ran out unto the man and to the well. Now, as you will learn later in the story, Laban was a fairly greedy fellow. And the thing that really attracted him was his sister coming home with these golden bracelets. And so he's going to be a very gracious, charming fellow. <laughs> and he comes running out, you know, man, she made out with a couple of golden bracelets. Maybe I can get something out of this deal. He was always looking for what he could get out of a deal. And so he comes out, you know, just charming, gracious host and Laban ran out to the man at the well, and it came to pass when he saw the earrings, you see, and the bracelets upon his sister's hands. And when he heard the words of Rebekah, his sister, saying, this is what the man spoke to me, that he came unto the man, and behold, he stood by the camels at the well. So the servant had stayed there at the well in order that she might go home and see if it would be all right. You know, there's a man here with some servants, and they got 10 camels, and they want to know if there's room for them to spend the night. And so uh, he said, Come in, thou blessed of the Lord. Why should you be standing out here? For I have prepared the house and room for the camels. He hadn't had time to do that yet, but uh, <laughs> well, believe me, I'll do it, you know. He saw the bracelets and the whole thing. And the man came into the house, and he unsaddled or ungirded the camels, and he gave straw and pomander for the camels, and water to wash his feet and the men's feet that were with him. And there was set meat before him to eat, but he said, I don't want to eat until I have told you my errand. And so they said, speak on. Go ahead, tell us. And he said, I am Abraham's servant, and the Lord hath blessed my master greatly. And he has become great, and he has given him flocks and herds and silver and gold and men servants and maid servants and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, has borne him a son when she was old, and unto him hath he given all that he has. And now we begin to see the picture of the intercession of the Holy Spirit as he seeks to draw out a bride for Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit tells us the wealth of the heavenly kingdom, the glories of God's kingdom. And in the word we read the glory of heaven, streets of gold, gates of pearl, walls of precious stones, beautiful river, trees on either side, crystal clear, 
fountain of water, of living water of life. And, and the Holy Spirit has revealed the glory of God's kingdom, the world, the universe. And God has a son. And God has given all things to the son. He is the heir of all things. And God has put all things under him. And so the Holy Spirit testifies to us of the glory of the kingdom of God and how that he has made his son the heir of the whole thing. And the son is looking for a bride. The father actually is looking for a bride for his son. So that when the Holy Spirit has finished his work in the testifying to us of Jesus Christ, it's like Peter said, whom having not seen, ye love. The Holy Spirit's done a good job. Though I haven't seen him, I love him. And even though I don't see him yet, I haven't seen him yet, yet in my heart I'm rejoicing with a joy unspeakable and full of glory at the anticipation of that glorious kingdom of which I have become a part as the bride of Jesus Christ. I can hardly wait. My heart is filled with longing and anticipation of that glorious day when I will see him face to face. Now I look through the glass darkly, then face to face, but joying now with this unspeakable joy as I just anticipate the glories of that eternal kingdom of God of which I am to share a part bride of Jesus Christ. And so the servant begins to tell of the wealth of his master, all that he has, the servants, the camels, and the gold, and, and all, and everything that he has, he has given unto his son. And my master made me swear, saying that I would not take a wife for his son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land he dwells but that I should go unto his father's house and to his family and to take there a wife for his son. And I said to my master, what if the woman will not follow me? And he said to me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. Abraham's faith and belief that God would prosper it and make it a successful journey. And you will take a wife for my son from my family and of my father's house. Then thou shalt be clear from this oath when you come to my family, and if they will not give you one, thou shalt be clear from my oath. And so I came this day unto the well, and I said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, if now thou do prosper my way which I go, behold, I am standing by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when a virgin comes forth to draw water, and I say to her, Give me, I pray thee, a little water of thy pitcher to drink. And if she say to me, Both drink you, and I will also draw for your camels, let the same be the woman whom the Lord hath appointed out for my master's son. And before I was done speaking in mine heart, behold, Rebekah came with her pitcher. Now here to me is an interesting thing, and that is that God hears the prayers of our heart. It isn't necessary that prayers be verbalized. 
So often we think we haven't prayed if we haven't spoken out. But God knows the prayers of your heart. The servant wasn't out there with hands raised and saying, Now, Lord God of my father Abraham. You know, had, had he been doing that, then all of the girls around there thinking, Ooh, you know, look at all the loot and everything else. You know, they'd all be running to get water. I think that many times our loud prayers are answered just because people are tired of hearing our cries and, and they say, you know, anything to shut them up, you know, and they, uh, they'll respond to our needs because I've let them really be known before man. Jesus said, go in your closet, shut the door. Your father that sees in secret will reward you openly. And, and prayer doesn't have to be uttered. Now, I find that it's good for me to verbalize. I don't have to, but I find it's good for me if I do. For if I kneel down next to the bed and put my head on the bed and just begin to pray to the Lord in my heart, it isn't long before I <laughs> am resting in the Lord. <laughs> so, so for me, it's good to verbalize because it keeps my mind on what I'm praying. If I'm just praying in my heart, so often my heart will run off into something else. And I find my mind is wandering. I'm back in Hawaii again all of a sudden. <laughs> and, and so my mind has a tendency to wonder when, I, when I'm just praying in my heart. Now, I do a lot of praying just in my heart. There are some things that I just don't want to utter, and they're just prayers of my heart. But then I, I do find it necessary to verbalize my prayers. It keeps my mind on what I'm saying and, and on my prayer and on, the, on my conversation with God. But it isn't necessary that prayers be verbalized. God knows the cry of our heart. And it, to me, it is very interesting that uh, he was just praying in his heart as he was there. It's just his head was bowed, perhaps, and not even necessarily. But in his heart, he was just thinking, oh, Lord, now let it work out like this. And, and it was just a prayer that was going on in his heart. And when I was done speaking in my heart, behold, Rebecca came forth with her pitcher on her shoulder, and she went down to the well and drew water. And I said to her, let me drink, I pray thee. And she made haste and let down her pitcher from her shoulder and said, drink and I will give thy camels drink also. So I drank, and she made the camels drink also. And I asked her and, she, and said, Whose daughter art thou? And she said, The daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Melchah bare unto him. And I put the earring upon her face and the bracelets. Now, the, as I told you, it's a nose ring. So that's why he put it on her face. It'd be hard to put an earring on your face. <laughs> and the bracelets upon her hands. And I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me to the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now, if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Now, I am here, and that's the issue. Now, tell me, are you going to let her go or not? You know, let me know. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, The thing is proceeding from the Lord. We cannot speak to thee bad or good. 
Behold, Rebekah is before thee. In other words, what can we say? The thing is obviously from God. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go, and let her be thy master's son's wife, as the Lord hath spoken. And it came to pass that when Abraham's servant heard their words, he worshiped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And the servant brought forth jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebekah. And he gave also to her brother and to her mother precious things. And they did eat and drink, he and the men that were with him, and they tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning, and he said, Send me away unto my master. Now notice, as soon as, as, as the... Arrangement was made, then he came forth with gifts. As soon as Rebekah was committed, then he brought forth the gifts of gold and silver and beautiful raiment and all. Begin to just load her down with gifts. As soon as we have committed our lives to belong to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to give to us the glorious gifts of the Spirit. return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Genesis on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible, and we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Genesis 24 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD. And our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May the Lord bless you and keep you steadfast in the love of Jesus Christ our Lord. And may you experience each day more of His love, more of His Spirit working in your life as you yield yourself to God. May you know that power through the Holy Spirit. And may God thus enable you to do His work and may your life be blessed as you serve the Lord. God help you to be faithful in the little things and not to despise the days of small things. Just flow with the Spirit. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. 
Undoubtedly, one of the most glaring signs that our society is in trouble is the breakdown of the family unit. Marriages just aren't making it today, and kids are suffering as they watch the breakup of their homes. Those marriages still holding together are often plagued by conflict and turmoil, making the home a battleground instead of a refuge. That's why the Word for Today would like to present Pastor Chuck Smith's Marriage and Family MP3, where Pastor Chuck discusses basic biblical principles to keep a family's love alive. Each member of the family has a different set of needs and responsibilities. And when you know and apply God's principles, everyone in the family can experience real peace, real joy, and an agape love. To order your copy of the Marriage and Family MP3 by Chuck Smith, call The Word for Today at 800-272-WORD or visit us online at thewordfortoday.org.